Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Okay, what are we talking about? Good question. So, <laughs> today we're talking about angels and healing. Okay. You call them angels, but it's the same as other people call guides, right? Well, I call them all angelic beings. Uh-huh. They're all beings in the angelic realm. So they could be a teacher, a medicinal being, uh, an angelic one, various different names. So they're all about the same type of individual. And they are just here to help us and guide us. Actually, people very much misunderstand angels. I have so many people that they have definitely have talent. I'll look at their chakras. I can see that they have ability and they have power and they have talent. And they say, I really want to work with my healing ability. I really want to expand my third eye. I want to be able to be more, have it more activated. And I don't know how to do that. And I'll say, connect to your angels, you know, and they say, oh, I have angels. And I say, yes. Oh, okay. That's great. But how do I activate my spiritual side? (laughs) (laughs) Connect to your angels. And what they don't understand is uh, everything comes through your angels. Uh If you're trying to heal something, the healing energy that is coming through you comes from the divine light through your angels to you, to your person. Okay. When you're going to the astral, your angel is your chauffeur and your protector. Even if you don't ask them, they're there protecting you. When you're in the dream state, your angel is there. When you're receiving teachings, your angel is guiding you there. Your angels are integral to every part of your spiritual being. If they took a vacation, everything would not be the same. It would really stop. You know, I keep telling people, I'm just an extension cord. You know, they say, I want to be you. Well, you can't be me if you don't connect to your angels. And if you connect to your angels, you don't need to be me. You, you have the same thing. Yeah. It's coming from the same divine light through the angels, through you. And the more you interface with them, the more they interface with you. See, a lot of angels seem to have a sense of humor. I was doing a re- <laughs> <laughs> They do. They have a sense of humor. Okay. Doing a reading the other day, and I, I was kind of mumbling to myself, talking to myself, and I'm I'm looking at this person, and I see they have a couple angels, and I said, well, let me take a look at this angel here. And the angel says, okay, take a look at me. And suddenly, there's this, like, flash of light, and then I see this flash of flowers. But when I looked at it closer, it was a bouquet of flowers made all out of crystals, different color crystals. Yeah, that's cool. It was beautiful. 
But the angel kind of just did it as a sarcastic, like, sure, look at me now. <laughs> well, it wasn't sarcastic. It was actually beautiful. But, you know, like, okay, here I am. You know, if you want to look at me, look at me. Um, cool. A lot of times angels will say something very profound that I'll put in a reading. And the person says, absolutely. How did you know that is me? You know, they'll say something like, you know, this person is this or this person is that. And I'll put it in their reading and they go, nobody knows that. How could you possibly know that? Mm-hmm. Well, there is somebody who knows. Yeah. The people watching over you all the time. Yes. The person that has been that watched you from the moment you were born from the last 10 lifetimes they were with you and here's everything that you wished for and everything that you cried about that being has knows yeah and they connect more through telepathy too so even if you're thinking things absolutely Mm -hmm. that angel knows you very well but if you've been ignoring your angel for forever and then you just say oh, okay yeah okay i've got an angel how about a mercedes-benz well you're not going to get like, <laughs> you're not going to get a lot of response <laughs> yeah we should all be wishing for lottery ticket numbers but <laughs> right because for one thing they are not on the physical realm they are on the angelic realm and it's not it's a, it's a realm of thought and in a way, lightning fast action, but it is not physical. And they're not particularly impressed with physical stuff. Right. So they're not going to, you know, drop a Mercedes Benz in your lap. That's very unlikely. If they were to do something like that, there, believe me, there would be a very strong reason for it. Mm-hmm. I did have one time I was doing... I was at a white ceremony that is called a white table. And at this ceremony, uh, healers such as myself or mediums have the option to get up and go around and do healings. And I wasn't feeling well, so I decided I was not going to. And then I had this angel saying, do healings, do healings, which is unusual for an ale. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to. And I kept getting this push to this push. So I'm like, I had already told the person that was kind of running the program. I wasn't going to. And then I'm like, I am going to. And she's like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) fine, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) you know? So she kind of announced a change, you know, okay. Marie is going to be doing this too, you know? And she was rolling her eyes. And then, I get to this one man and this angel says, tell them not to ride in this certain car. And they show me a picture of this car. And so I said to these people, I said, do you have this? Do you have a yellow woody station wagon? And the guy looked at me, he said, yes. And I said, well, I have an angel here that says you should not let any children get in this car. Were you, were you going to transport children in this car? And he said, yes, we were going to use the car to go back and forth to take kids back and forth from Sunday school. And I said, well, I have an angel here that thinks it's a very bad idea. And he said, okay, we won't do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and the angel was happy. I don't even know why, but I, I assume there's something very wrong with the car. Maybe 
the axle was going to fall out or something. But but uh, it's unusual for them to do something like that unless some real danger involved for some reason, something they're foreseeing. I pay attention when they do that, but it's unusual. But mostly their protection, and that would be protection in that case, um, they'll help you with your sleep. They'll help you with your healing. They can take you to the divine hospital and they can help you figure out what you need to heal. I've had that on numerous occasions. They can do healings on you. When I was first in Brazil, the very first night that we were in Brazil, Bashinha took us out into the moonlight. She, she said, I want everybody to come out. There was about 10 people visiting her and I was at her home. And she said, okay, it's a full moon. Come on, come on, everybody outside in the moonlight. We're going to go outside and the moon is going to heal us. Mm -hmm. said, okay, this should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I had been skiing for uh, quite a few years and I had a, a, a ski, an accident in my knee, skiing accident that caused permanent uh, damage in my knee. I wasn't thinking to heal it. Actually, I just figured I had a, kind of a permanent bum knee and uh, we're in this circle and the first thing Bashinia did it was it was so funny she says put your hand on your heart everybody put your hand on your heart so we do that and she says repeat after me she says I've been muto stupido <laughs> <laughs> from now on I'm going to be good to my heart <laughs> yeah I can't yeah and so we're, we're doing that and we're all laughing and uh and then I hear this voice say turn to the left turn to the left you know and I'm like no I'm paying attention here you know and and then again turn to the left turn to the left and finally I turned to the left and my knee just went chunk 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 and it was better yeah and, wow and I've never had any problem with that knee since so it's just like machine you said we're going to go out and the moon healed us it's awesome and but so I, how can we better connect with our angels? You start talking to them and you start trusting them. You start talking to them and asking them for what you need. You start, uh, one of the best ways is to start with your dreaming. Mm -hmm. Ask your angels to help you to wake you up when you're in a dream, whenever you're lucid dreaming. And to help to take you to guides on the astral and to help you to be conscious when you're with a guide in the astral. Mm -hmm. Or to make sure that you're conscious whenever you're um, like in the Akashic records or you're learning in the astral. Ask your angel to help you to make sure that you're awake and conscious so you'll remember that. Mm -hmm. Because you do a lot of that sort of thing, but you don't often remember it. And it'll become more real for you if you start to actually start to remember it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And once you ask for that, then you'll start to have these incredible dreams. And like, wow, you know, I was with an angel and, you know, did all these sort of things. You'll have anybody goes outside themselves and really it's inside themselves, but, and ask for, or pulls in any kind of energy 
to make a healing happen. That is an act of medium, mediumship. Mm-hmm. Even if we say, I wish for that person something, that's an act of mediumship. You're not doing it because you know you have the power to make wishes come true. You say that because you know that there is more beyond just you. Mm-hmm. What I hope for people is that they'll begin to realize that this is much more tangible than what they are thinking. Yeah, because I think a lot of people, even when they hope or pray, they aren't sure if it's going to happen or if it's going to help. But they just hope that it will. Well, and a lot of times they absolutely are sure that they are not connecting. They're just, they're, they're, they're hopeless. Uh-huh. They sort of wish it would work, but they kind of know in their heart that it doesn't work. Uh-huh. And instead, you want to ratchet that around. I talked about in another episode, I think, of my friend Donna, who was really had in terrible shape. And they said she wasn't going to live for a week. But I went to her and I said, I know absolutely that you're going to live. Yeah. You know, we're going to make a plan and you absolutely are going to live because I know it. And she did. I mean, eight years later, we were still cooking dinners together. She went into total remission. And she had, she, the doctor came out and said, she has a major tumor on every organ in her body and she is inoperable. Uh-huh. And she went totally in remission. And eight years later, she was doing great. Yeah, the tumors just started to shrink. They just started to shrink her, her, her cancer stopped growing. She just, her color came back. She, her, she became vibrant. She was doing great. Yeah, that's amazing. So how do we, how do we heal people like that? If we ourselves need help or if a loved one needs healings, how do we start to begin to do healings? You have to start to really trust it's really a trust and surrender Uh the idea is to trust that yes these angelic beings are there and yes they will help you and that if you ask them to help you that they're there and you have to be very specific in healing and in everything you ask it has to be specific you can't say i want the world to be a better place that Mm -hmm. I know it has to be specific. Like I had told my friend Donna, I want you to come up with an image that is very specific and that you know is going to work for you. And it must, you must have it by tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, she's like, okay, Marie, I'll do that. Cause you're saying I've got to do that. You know, and I'm, I was firm with her because when you're on the telepathic plane, It's like what you see and what you know in your mind is what becomes real. Uh In your mind, be precisely, create, create precisely in your mind and telepath to the angel is exactly what that angel can make happen for you. Okay. I was doing healing. I told my angels, this isn't working as well as I want. I need something more crystal clear that I can visualize that we can do that the people 
will feel 2,000 miles away. I need a better visual. Then the angels are showing me this. Well, okay, we'll do like gauze. It'll look like uh, if you're wrapping gauze around people, but it'll be gold. And I'm like, that I can, okay, I can really see that. What was your visual before? It wasn't that clear. I was just send light. Oh, I see. Gold light. So we went from gold light to a more specific, and you know, I've done a lot of bandaging, so maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's why they gave you that visual for so, you. Like, okay, let's do this, and I, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, that I can really grasp that. I can really see that. So I, I, when I, I've got this big stack of people that I'm doing healing on. I'm going, okay, well, he's really got this in his crown chakra. I'm going to put a whole turban of gold gauze around him. And people were going, wow, my headache stopped, Marie. They completely stopped the day you started doing that. Yeah, so you asked them for more miraculous instant healings from anywhere around the world. Yes. <laughs> to a, to exactly. a specific person. Yes, exactly. That's what I wanted. I said, we've got to make this stronger, clearer, better visual, you know. And, you know, it's like the more you've got to tune it in to what you want, the way you want it. Um, and a way that you can see it. You can't pretend. Yeah. And is there a limit to what we can ask, like, for help with? No, no. I mean, who wants a bored angel, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can't have them reading books in the corner, rolling their <laughs> eyes at us all the time. We got to give them a job. I mean, I think it's sad that here are these fabulous beings are there for us and we go all our life moaning about how crappy everything is and they're just sitting there like oh come on come on ask me for something (laughs) 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 no but you have to be very specific Uh uh-huh because they really can't tell you to do something unless it's an emergency like life-threatening emergency so you know, they're not going to say move to New York or sell your house or buy a lottery ticket. They won't do that. Uh-huh. They won't. It was very interesting and very eye-opening for me. My first husband had violent episodes. And one time he got so violent, he started pounding my, he grabbed my hair and was pounding my head on the wall. And I was, I actually couldn't walk the next day. And then an angel said to me, if you stay, he will kill you. If you leave, we will help you. Now, that is exactly the way an angel would phrase something. An angel wouldn't say, you must leave. Mm -hmm. Because they can't really do that. They just said, if you stay, he's going to kill you. Which... I was beginning to feel that that was a real possibility. And if you leave, we will help you. Mm-hmm. And when I, and I left everything that we owned in our business and everything with him, I just left with less than $20. And when I got to Los Angeles, a friend of my mother said, come to my house. I just want you to come here and chill for as long as you want, I own this palace in the Pacific Palisades on the coast of California. And I just want you to be here. Mm-hmm. So I wound up 
just as the angel said, completely taken care of more than actually I've ever been in my life. And, and just spent this time with this incredibly spiritual woman. And she introduced me to Phyllis Crystal, another incredibly spiritual woman who taught me some of the things that I have written about on the site. So the angels did exactly what they said, but they didn't say I had to go. Mm -hmm. I would have had the choice to stay if that's what I wanted to do. I don't know why I would want to make that choice, but. But then they suggested for that couple not to drive the car with kids. Yes. And that was very unusual. So I really think that in that case, there must have been some grave danger that involved the death of probably one or more of those children. Mm -hmm. That was one of those extreme uh, examples when and that they don't do that very often. That's very rare. There was one other time when they did something like that to me. I was driving back from Utah to uh, L.A. And it's very hot in the desert in the summertime. So I left really late at night. And I was driving in the fast lane. There's no traffic anywhere. And a a voice of an angel just said, get as far to the right as possible. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay. You know, there was no traffic, but I did anyway. And just seconds later, a car was on the wrong, completely the wrong side of the freeway in the lane I would have been in came head on past me. Um, it would have completely uh, hit me head on. Wow. So, again, that was just a, a intervention to save my life. But those are the only two times that I can remember in my entire life where an angel just said, do this. Yeah. And are they normally pretty talkative? You said some of them are funny. They're funny, but not super talkative. Um, it's not like they're going to sit there and chat with you all day long. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, um, usually if you get a one liner or, you know, one or two sentences, you're doing really well. Even me, I don't, I, they don't talk very long. They'll sometimes now when I'll do a reading uh, and I and I focus on an angel, an angel will say something like uh, one said to me, this woman is a bringer of peace or mm-hmm. I want her to be happy like she once was mm-hmm. something like that. And then they'll show me a picture, a picture of a past life or something that I can see how that all connects. Mm hmm but uh, not very much more than that. It's very uncommon for, to go beyond that. So you're not, gonna, you're not gonna get a big story. I've heard a few people say, oh yeah, I've connected to my angels and now he, he wants me to you know, drive to New York and he wants me to do this and that. You're not talking to your angel, you're talking to your ego. Yeah, so how can you tell the difference? Well, for one thing, like you said, the angel's not going to do that. Your angel's not going to say, you know, my name's Clyde. Let's go to the beach and, you know, buy a six pack of beer or something like that. That's not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> if, if that's happening, I'm just telling you, trust me, you're not talking to your angel. <laughs> if it's not basically life-saving or spiritually based, you're probably not talking to an angel. <laughs> yeah. It's a learning curve. (laughs) Okay. 
I mean, there's a lot of different types of healings and there's a lot of different types of ways people are using healing and, but they all involve angelic help. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So and, what are the different types of healings available to us? Well, I mean, one way of course is to put your hands on somebody and transfer energy fr- from you to another person. Like from your heart chakra? From your heart chakra. Well, ideally from your heart chakra. And actually, I I don't like hands-on healing all that much because it's very, very difficult if you are empathetic at all not to pick up energy from a person when you're uh-huh. healing. And when you do that, you're actually not healing them. You're just sort of temporarily removing some of their energetic which makes them feel better temporarily and really leaves you tired if if there's healers out there and they're at the end of the day they feel whipped they're not doing it right because when you really do a healing then you don't feel exhausted at the end of the day you should feel pretty good i mean if you've had a really really long day you've had a long day but if you do a healing and you are wiped out from the healing, that is not healing. You are just transferring somebody else's crappy energy to you. Okay. And and then, you know, that person gets kind of a rush and then they slide right back into their energy and then they feel awful. Then they come back to you for another healing. Then you do it again and you go back and forth. And Yeah, it kind of creates a little bit of a dependence then. Yeah, that's like an addiction to healing. It, you know, it doesn't do either of you very good. Over time, it will make that healer very, very sick. Uh huh. So that's the worst kind. It is better for the healer to not touch the person. If you're really doing healing energy from an angelic being, which you should be doing, what you do is you, you see in your mind, that the light is coming from an angelic being. You focus in your head that you can see this light or the, or imagine that it's there. Imagine a beam of light coming to you, to your crown chakra. Then you breathe. You, you breathe with your mouth closed. And so that you constrict your throat, it's called the ocean breath. And that you feel like a little sound in the back of your throat, like, Mm-hmm. it's like a like a kind of a, a wave in the ocean that's a breath that carries prana mm-hmm. then you visualize all the light in your heart expanding with every heartbeat and just you see that you see the light from that coming down your breath driving it your heart expanding in light expanding in light you visualize the person whoever that is i visualize angela (laughs) (laughs) i need all the healings mom (laughs) we we send we're sending angela healing you know i if i want to i can see it if it's easier i can see it coming through my hands and then to her even at a distance or i can see it extending just from my heart and just see it extending out. And then it's however you want to see it. In a beam of light. 
or, or you can just see her in a ball of golden light. Like now she's in a golden ball of light. The angels have got her surrounded in light. There is a turban of gold all around her head. There's a turban of gold all around her shoulders, gold gauze all around her hips. You know, and there's gold light surrounding her every way with every heartbeat. It's pulsing more and more gold. It's lighting up her whole room. She's completely safe. Mm-hmm. That's how I would do it. Yeah, so we can start practicing this on anyone that we think means it, but also someone that we've asked ahead of time. Yes, we could. Well, you could start on your pets or your children, you know, and see if they don't perk up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't believe you should do energetic work on someone without their permission. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because then you're extending it to their energy inappropriately. And again, you can carry back something and make you ill. Okay. And I've had so many people that have told me, oh, but I do that all the time. And they're sick. I know. I probably have about one a week that will tell me that. And we will argue for 20 or 30 minutes on the phone while they tell me that they do it all the time. And then they tell me how tired they are and how sick they are. Yeah, their thyroid is pretty messed up. and But they do it all the time. You know, mm-hmm. don't think, but I do it all the time. Um, it's a very bad plan. So anyway, that's one way of healing. That's, and you can do that. And you can do that whole thing that we just talked about. If you're right there in the room with the person, or if you're 2000 miles away, because there really is no time and space, especially where healing is concerned. It makes no difference where you are. Because the angels are on the astral realm and they connect with the other person's angels and therefore the message gets across no matter what. Exactly. They know right where you are. You can be in a cave in Tibet. You can be wherever they can find you. So no worries. And you don't necessarily have to know where that person is if somebody that you know might be missing or something. No, I've got people I do readings for all the time. And I go, well, by the way, where are you? I, I had one just the other day. Oh, I'm in Germany. You know, I mean, I'm talking to them. They sound so close. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I did one in Sweden. I've done, them in, you know, uh, Australia. It makes no difference. Yeah. The angels seem to always be able to find them. Yeah, that's really cool. So if the angels can find them, then you can heal them. Because you're doing it with the help of this angelic being. So, you know, so that's one kind type of healing that you can do. The other type of healing that you can do uh, with angelic beings, of course, is mediumship, where you actually just have an angelic being come right into your body and you just step aside and they do what they do. Oh, cool. And, uh, You can do that either partially or fully. I've done it both ways. Or you can just channel a message, which I've talked about, where uh, I've had uh, angels come and they'll, angelic beings, or they'll just tap me on the shoulder and then they'll do a healing. And it's like I'm kind of watching and I'll watch them do it. Um, 
And that's very effective because you don't have to worry about your technique. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to give them permission to step in. Right, exactly. It takes a lot of trust to do that. But I don't, you, you, it's hard to make that happen. You can't say, I'm going to do that right now. It's, that is totally up to them. So you have to be, uh, you know, in the right place at the right time. And the angels got decide when that's going to happen. And that doesn't usually happen unless you've already built up like a rapport with them. Right. You have to build up rapport. You have to, you have to be in a certain, I think, I believe you have to be in a certain state of mind, you know, um, and then, you know, they'll do what they do. Um, you know, it's not something you can say, I'm going to, I'm going to channel now. I mean, there've been people that have historically like Edgar Case who could just sit down and like channel. And those are very advanced you know, channelers. I'm not that. Uh, I can channel to some degree when I really, really want to try to open up. I think I've got enough attention around me. I could, but there's not really an appropriate venue for that anywhere in my lifetime, in my life right now, because right. you have to be in a sort of very spiritual community surrounded with a lot of people that are very mediumistic to do that. Uh-huh. You're not going to do it in the supermarket or while watching TV or something. So, um, right. But I have had it happen at various different times while I was teaching uh, workshops on shamanism and in some ayahuasca sessions and in Brazil, several times, many times in Brazil. So, but that is one one venue. Another thing that happens with uh, with angelic beings is what they call um, psychic surgery. And I've done that a couple of times and it's very interesting because what happens is, and when it happened to me, what I noticed is that right before it happened was I had this very, very intense desire to help somebody to heal something. I, I was doing massage or, or I had somebody that was very sick they had a very specific, difficult situation, and I really wanted them to heal. And I would look down, and all of a sudden, my hand was only about two inches. Whoa. It got teeny tiny. At first, that was so very freaky. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so <laughs> freaky. <laughs> I'm like, but then when I put my hand where the, where the problem was, my hand just like sunk right in to the body and when it did it was like it was my hand was at a microscope or something and I could see exactly what was going on and I could put light right on that spot you know and correct it and the person got well and do you think that kind of worked because you were able to more specifically visualize the healing light going straight towards the root of the cause of the issue I think it worked for a couple of reasons. I think it really does help the fact that I had a thousand hours of nursing anatomy and physiology. I think it helps to know yeah. the physical body. You know, I, I had been spending years looking through all these books and slides and taking tests and all this stuff to learn a lot more about the physical body. And I felt that was important for me to do. And I think it is important for all healers to do. I mean, if you can't point at someone's liver, that's not great as a healer. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you should know where things are. But it also, if you suddenly see something inside of someone's body, instead of going, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's helpful to know, oh, this is an inflamed kidney or this is, uh, you know, this is a lung or something. You know, it's it's helpful if you have at least a vague idea what you're looking at. So that was part of it. But again, part of it was that I just... At that time, both times when it happened, it only happened to me twice, but both times when it happened to me, I just had this really deep desire to help this person. Mm-hmm. And not that I always have a deep desire to help whoever I'm working with, but it, it was more intense at that time. And it just triggered something. And maybe the angels responded to that, you know, and just channeled that energy through me. And sometimes I see people, I just had one. A person uh, yesterday that I could see that she would have the ability to do this also. Sometimes I see that ability in people. And what does that look like when you see it in someone's energy? I get a visual of them being able to do that. I can see that they can, their little hands, their hands going to get little and they're going to be able to. (laughs) They're going to get micro hands. (laughs) (laughs) Little micro hands. (laughs) Um, If they want to do that. You know, you don't have to do just because you have an ability, you don't have to do it. You're not obligated and you're, no one's going to force you and the angels can get the job done without you. Uh huh. And that's not, that's not meant to be negative. It's not negative. It's you, no one is going to ever force you and it's not going to make you lose your light or you're not a bad person. If you don't feel like you are up to doing something, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just the skills are available to you when you're ready. The, yeah, it's, it's ready and, you know, but you have to make yourself ready. You have to work on it. I try to tell people, you know, if you want to become a better healer, start doing healing work. Every, uh-huh. Some for somebody, do some voluntary. Just get a list of people that want healing and do prayers for them. Because if you're not actively connecting and making that effort... If you're not making that heartfelt effort, you can't just hang a shingle on a door and when your customer comes or whatever, hope that you're going to have enough power and enough connection. You have to get to the point where it's just automatic. When I do a reading, I take a piece of paper, I put it down and I say, I'm asking my angels and Angela's angels to come or whoever or whoever (laughs) (laughs) and then i just wait a second and i see this beam of brilliant white light and then i go okay we're here you know we've got we got the signal yeah there we go and here we go now and then i might see something like oh okay well she was in india look at this beautiful tattoo down her leg or something like that so I'm so used to doing it and I've been working so many, you know, there's not a single day that I don't work on somebody. So then that connection becomes easier and easier the more you practice. Easier and easier. And you know when it's there. You know, when I very first started doing readings years and years and years ago, (laughs) it seems like a lifetime ago, about 45 Uh years ago, I had this idea that in order to do a reading, I should get up. I should meditate for three hours. I should say a whole bunch of prayers. I should do all this stuff. And I did. So 
every reading was preceded by like hours of prayer and meditation <laughs> and everything you know if this was all in my head no because no one had told me how to do anything so i'm just doing my best that i could and I, this is a very special thing so it must need all this you know yeah what the hell might as well and then one day i thought this is crazy because if i can do this in three and a half hours i can do this in a minute uh-huh. And after that, I just set down a piece of paper and like focus and there it is. So is it more just believing in your mind and in your heart that you can do it? It's well, it's knowing, not believing, uh-huh. knowing it's knowing that your angels are there. The light is there. You are part of it. You have the ability you have the desire and willingness. Willingness is a very high state of being. There's willingness and then there's enlightenment. If mm-hmm. you can't get to enlightenment, try willingness. You'll be almost there. Yeah. You just, you're willing to do it and you're doing it and you know that it's there. It's not like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it's going to work. Maybe it's not going to work. Uh-huh. And, and then trust. The trust that they are going to be there. Well, so far, Because my if you angels, trust that they are, then they will be. Yeah, so far my angels have never taken a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> of course, with me, they don't dare, you know. <laughs> no, you're always asking them for something new every day. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> I'm pretty much constant, so <laughs> they're probably going, oh, does she ever shut up? <laughs> well, I can't imagine an angelic being would get bored of someone wanting to put more light on this planet. <laughs> well, probably not, because isn't that the ultimate goal? I mean, ultimately, from my point of view, we're in a battle of darkness and light, and there is no hover. There's no in between. You're either creating light or you're creating darkness. And I choose to create light. Yeah. And I'm 99.9% sure the angels also shoot light. So yeah. I'm rooting for the light team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you're doing that, you know, the other thing about interacting with angels is that it makes you feel joyful. If okay. You're, if you're interacting with an angel, you're going to feel joy. So you know it's an angel because it has a feeling of joy. It has a feeling of divinity, but it has a feeling of joy and lightness. It's okay. not a heavy, it's never a heavy energy. It is never exhausting. It is always light. And like I said, they can have a sense of humor. Yeah. When you see something, when they send you a picture, they're so crystal clear uh, that they're just like unbelievably sparkling pictures, you know, um, or when they send you a gift, they're, they're just in mega technicolor, just so crystal clear that you could that it came from a divine being because 
nothing else has that kind of sparkle and color and and vividness vividness yeah it's it's can't be missed can't be missed so you'll know very cool why would anybody not want to engage with this being that is sitting there in your living room right now saying okay come on come on ask me something (laughs) yeah i mean the first thing that comes to my mind is that people would be scared well maybe that might be true because then you have to actually start to acknowledge that there is more to the universe than you have been willing to admit right that you're and that you are more expanded than you are willing to admit you know this is the thing that i liked about ayahuasca when i say that ayahuasca shows you who you really are it's not in a bad way is that that that's the one thing that people tended to see they they would they would take that and the plant divas would show them that i am a more expanded being of light that's connected to more energy in the universe than i ever imagined right isn't that so very cool you know i'm not this itty bitty person all by myself trying to fight my way through life all by myself i'm actually connected to this network of love and light wow isn't that great but you have to kind of let go of that solitary belief system and embrace a system that involves you as part of a much more beautiful plan. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a lot to ask. Well, it's just very different from in society what we're told is out there. Well, that's probably true, but it's worth it. Yeah. You know, and what I say is, you know, ask your angels for everything. What's the worst that can happen is nothing. Right. The best that can happen is you get everything you ask for. Yeah. Oh, so you, oh, so all of a sudden you're more healed and you're sleeping better and your intuition improves and you're having marvelous dreams of your past lives where you're suddenly downloading all kinds of skills and knowledge that you didn't have before yeah that doesn't sound that bad to me (laughs) no it doesn't sound (laughs) bad at all when the angel showed me that dream that i learned how to i learned well i remembered i didn't learn i remembered how to make jewelry i didn't really have a way of making a living you know i was in hawaii and i didn't have any skills i mean i i graduated from high school with really good grades but basically you know, in California, you graduate from high school and you're skillless, you know, you have a little bit of typing and, but you didn't, I couldn't do anything as far as anybody that interviewed me was concerned. But so the angels just showed me a dream and I suddenly remembered how to make jewelry and uh, suddenly I'm a diamond setter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a diamond setter, wax carver, and I'm doing pave yeah and 24 hours later and that worked really well for me for the next 27 years there can be some big advantages to it 
Yeah. And it just takes a little bit of willingness to change and open and expand your heart. Yes. Willingness. Willingness. Always think I start saying I am willing. You could even say, I'm not even sure if I have an angel, but I am certainly willing to hear from you if you're there. And I- yeah, and see if they uh, <laughs> see if they're like, okay, I'm here. And and if you're and if you're there, I'm willing to have you help me get a good night's sleep tonight. Try that for a week. <laughs> yeah. It could be a better practice than scrolling through Instagram before bed. Right, exactly. <laughs> Small steps. <laughs> right. Instead of playing solitaire for two hours, say, I'm willing to have you wrap me in gold light and to give me a good night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Starts there and then you'll be doing miraculous healings on people. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, really think about if when your child was sick and you just said, okay, I want my angels and my da- my daughter's angel to help me now to get her well and to just bring to mind anything that I need to do that will help her to heal. Mm-hmm. One of the earliest types of healings I would do is I would look at somebody and then an angel would tell me everything this person should or should not eat that would make them heal. And I would tell them, you know, you need to eat lemons and you need to eat this and you should not eat this or this or this. And people would do that and they'd come back and they'd say, that was great. I feel so much better. You know, right. You know, where did you get that information? Uh, A parent could do that very easily. They could say to their angels, just tell me what my child should be eating and what they shouldn't be eating. So they would get over bothering them. Right. And you'd have a healthier kid. Yeah, which could be really useful. Could be very useful. They're there for you. For everybody hearing this, there is, I have never come across a single person that did not have an angel guardian. And some people have more than one. One person I had like a dozen. They're there for you. Nobody's left out of this system. Yeah. No one is left out. Very cool. So instead of dialing 911, dial, you know, Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Angel Network. (laughs) The Angel Network. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and from how you talk about it, it sounds like just about any severity of health issues could be solved with this angelic healing. I've seen people that have, there's a hospital. I've mentioned this before, but there's a hospital on the astral called the divine hospital. I have been there. Some people will remember as they go in, like I remembered being on a gurney and then going through this doorway that had like a colored, like crystal beads that were just sparkling in every color as we went into the, I don't know, the main part or something. But uh, you can ask to be taken to the divine hospital. So you can say, take me, please take me to the divine hospital so I can be healed. Or you can say, please take my child to the divine hospital so he or she can be healed. If you're a parent, you can 
ask for these things for your children. And if it's appropriate for you to go there, they will take you. And there are times I didn't remember it, but I woke up feeling a lot better. And there are times when I do remember going. I have friends that did that and remembered it and had miraculous healings from very serious illnesses. So it'll depend on the appropriateness of your situation. But if they deem it appropriate, they will take you there. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask. So I'm hoping a lot of people, you know, will hear this and put them to work, put those angel doctors to work. Yeah. All these bored angels, you know, we got to give them <laughs> a job to do, get us feeling better, healthier and surrounded by love and light. Yes, I sign my, uh, some of my emails, keep your angels flapping. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they have wings. I, they don't have wings, but metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are there for you if you are willing to have the help. Uh, well, thanks for enlightening us today. <laughs> <laughs> and then if anybody wants to give us a shout out or ask any other questions or anything, they can go to anchor.fm slash chakra hyphen checkups slash message and that'll be a direct link to send us an audio message of whatever you would like to say or ask for us we would love to hear from you and until then we will have another episode out next tuesday see you later goodbye <laughs>